tonight, only on Disney+. Plus. My name is Taylor. Welcome to the Eras Tour. Experience Taylor Swift's record-breaking Eras Tour. Swift, the Eras Tour, Taylor's version, with four additional acoustic songs. Streaming tonight, only on Disney+. Plus. This episode is brought to you by ABC. Station 19 is back for its final and hottest season yet. Andy finally becomes captain, and she's going to give it her all to be the best leader this station has ever seen. Will she succeed? Get ready for fiery new romances and high adrenaline rescues. Watch the Station 19 season premiere tonight at a new time, 10, 9 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. First, the bad news. SAP Business AI won't help you generate cubist versions of your family's holiday photos. But it will help you understand which supplier is best to help you roll out your plant-based packaging in Southeast Asia. Or identify the training your junior project manager needs to rise up the ranks. And automate repetitive tasks while you focus on big innovations. So you can be ready for the next opportunity. Revolutionary technology. Real-world results. That's SAP Business AI. This is the true story of a New York City boy with big town hopes and small neighborhood dreams of becoming BFFs with the Real Housewives and other Bravo celebrities. Then, one day, that dream actually came true. Let me take you behind the Velvet Rope. Hey guys, this is David. Welcome back behind the Velvet Rope. Let's just get right into it today because we are joined by the one and only, you guys are probably going to know her as Kathy Griffin's former assistant, Miss Tiffany Reinhardt, now Tiffany Helzer. Hello. Hello. How are you? I'm good, you know. I'm in California right now. The sky is finally blue, so it's a good day. How is California? So you're working at home, like, full-time now? Yeah, I work for Google now, so they announced that we aren't going back into the office until July of 2021. So I'm home, which I'm not complaining about because I don't have to commute. I don't have any of that. My kids are back in their preschool, so I'm able to actually concentrate on work, whereas when COVID first started, I was kind of losing my mind trying to do both at the same time. But um, now things are kind of better, settling down a little bit. Well, I don't have kids, and that's okay. I'm not – they're not for me. But all of my friends with kids have said that the homeschooling was just like you wouldn't wish it upon anyone. Yeah, luckily I don't have to do the distance learning because my kids are smaller. I have a two-year-old and a four-year-old, so they're not in that yet, thank God. Um, But yeah, all my friends are losing their minds trying to do that with their kids. What do you do for Google now? So for Google, I'm in, we call ourselves administrative business partners at Google. So we're basically like admins and I support a VP and two directors that are in the Google fiber department. Do you, do you love, do you love it? I do. It's funny because I started working on Google directly from Kathy. So coming from entertainment to the tech world was so different. 
And when I first started, like at our orientation, I met someone on my team and they're like, oh, someone's like, where did you work? And he was like, oh, I worked at NASA. And then they're like, Tiffany, where did you come from? <laughs> and I was like, um, I worked for Kathy Griffin. <laughs> well, I mean, what do people say to that? Like when you're sitting in a room, I'm sure people are more interested to talk to you than the person who worked at NASA. Well, a lot of people are like, who? Like they don't know. <laughs> Because they're tech, you know, like right. heads down computers all the time. But I do get the occasional like, oh my God, Tiffany, you, you worked for Kathy. I watched you. And that sometimes in the beginning, it was more, more people said that to me. But now a lot of people will be like, Tiffany, tell them where you used to work. And I'm like, oh. <laughs> How does that come up on, like, did that come up on an interview where they're like, tell us about this? Yeah. Well, I mean, it's on my resume. So yeah. it's a good person to Kathy Griffin and Kathy actually did a reference call for me so I had to do my references and she was the only job I had at a college so she got on the phone and talked to that Google recruiter and I got the job so she said something right okay we're gonna we're gonna talk about all that too because that raises all sorts of <laughs> so now where are you from originally are you from the California are you from California yeah I'm originally from Northern California um, and I moved to Southern California for college um, and I just knew I always wanted to work in entertainment. I thought I wanted to be a publicist, so I went to school for journalism and public relations. Um, and then I just, my whole goal was how do I meet Justin Timberlake when I moved down to Southern California? That's, listen, there are worse. Can I just tell you a story? So I, I am not shy. Like, I will ask anybody for a picture if I am standing next to them, if I see them across the street. I mean, it's New York. It's like... However, I wasn't always this way. And I, at the Waverly Inn, which was like a hot spot in New York to like eat for a minute. Uh -huh. One night I was in there at the bar with friends and it wasn't even crowded. And like, my friend was like, okay, just stay calm. Look who's standing next to you. And it was freaking Justin Timberlake. And I didn't talk to him. I didn't ask him for a picture. Like what, what was going through my mind? Yeah. I mean, I worked for Kathy for almost eight years and we went to so many events, award shows, I became friends with Lance Bass. Never once did I cross paths with Justin at anything. I'm like, how is this possible? Like, that's the only person. Really? That's like your, and listen, I'm, I'm a huge fan of Justin's for a lot of reasons. Yeah. So I get it. I, I get it. I get it. I mean, like I've seen him in concert. The music is so freaking good yeah. and he's so hot. So there we go. Yeah. I did meet him once briefly, like at one of the NSYNC concerts, but that was like when I was in high school and could not speak, just frozen. So I've never, you know, I still would like to meet him again. So no like major Justin, like crossing paths with Kathy or Lance or nothing like that? No, not in once in eight years, none of that. So that was your goal, like in going to college yeah. and getting into the entertainment industry. So how like you graduate and then what, like you feel like, like, how did you start working for Kathy, or did you do something else prior? Um, so about a month before I graduated, um, I was on, this will date me, I was on MySpace, and I was looking at people's random profiles, and you know how people used to have their top eight on their profile. Um, I recognized Jessica, Kathy's other assistant at the time, um, who was, her show had just started airing, I think it was the first or second season, and I happened to just catch a few episodes of it um, the weekend before, a few weeks before, and so I recognized Jessica, so I sent her a message because I had never seen personal assistant um, job um, listings on the internet or anything. So I just sent her a message asking how she got her job and how she liked it. 
and just not asking for a job, not asking to work for them, nothing. And she just wrote back saying, it's who you know in the entertainment business. And I'm just thinking like, okay, no shit. Um, thank you. <laughs> Didn't say anything back. And then like a week later, she sent me another message saying, I need some help in the office. Do you want to come try it out? She didn't know me. We had never met. She sent me Kathy's address because her office was in Kathy's house. So it's like 21-year-old me just driving because I was going to college in Long Beach. So I drove up to L.A., pulled up in the Hollywood Hills to this big old house, walked up Kathy's big old driveway, and I worked with Jessica in the office that day. Kathy had been on tour, so she was flying in that night. So I went with Jessica, picked her up at the airport. I met her for like an hour. She was very nice. That was I finished my day, and I left, and that was it, and I didn't hear from them. And about two weeks later, they messaged me on AOL Instant Messenger. <laughs> this is a sign of the times. MySpace and AOL Messenger, okay. <laughs> Saying to come work for them. And I had gotten a, a PR job at an agency in LA. And it was about two days before I was supposed to start that job. And so I would just talk to my mom. I'm like, do I do this personal assistant job where I have no idea what it was? Or do I do like the job that I went to school for and actually use my degree? And, you know, 21, I'm not married. I don't have kids. Nothing's tying me down. And I was like, oh, I'll go try out the personal assistant job for a year. And I was with her for seven and a half, almost eight years. <laughs> were you nervous like that first day, like when you were driving to the airport to, or even driving to the house to walk up? Like, did you know Kathy wasn't there? Like, were you nervous? I had no idea what I was walking into. She didn't tell me. She was just like, come try it out. And I mean, I could have gotten killed. I didn't know what I was Seriously. <laughs> um, or I could have killed them. They didn't know. Um, so I had no idea. I didn't know what the job was, what it entailed, nothing. So just seeing Jessica like booking her travel for tour dates and just helping around the house. Because as a personal assistant, you're doing the business and the personal side of it. So it's kind of like feeding the dogs and all working with her agents and stuff like that. So it was, that day kind of gave me a glimpse into what the job actually was. And you weren't nervous like when you were in the car picking her up at the airport or anything like that? Oh, yeah. I probably said like five words maybe because she'd be like, who's this one? You know? <laughs> well, yeah. Like she comes out. Is she just like, why is there a strange woman in my car? Pretty much. So, I mean, it's just normal Kathy, like, cracking jokes. Like, who are you? Where are you from? What are you doing here? Are you going to kill me? Are you going to steal my money? Like, what? what's the deal? So, um, but, I mean, they liked me because they hired me a few weeks later. Did you, like, when you made your decision to work with Kathy, like, did you have regrets? You know, like, you know, it's like taking your career in a whole different direction. I mean, like, were you just like, no, this is just my gut is telling me this is the right job? Yeah, I kind of just went with my gut and it worked out. I mean, we all got along great. We worked great together. Um, every day was different, which I loved. I think that's what I love about being an assistant where you never know what's going to get thrown at you. So you kind of just have to figure it out. Um, and so that's what I loved about the job. And that's what kept me there for so long. And then I'm still pretty much in that field right now. So I just love the planning portion of it and kind of all the behind the scenes stuff of it. And like doing 100 things at once. Yeah, I'm a great multitasker. <laughs> I mean, you have to be, right? Yeah. What about, like, so the show was already airing. Like, did you know you were going to be, you know, like, you're working there. Did you know you were going to be this kind of integral part of the show? Or 
I had no idea. I think the third season had just started airing when I started working for Kathy. And, you know, television, you never know if you're going to get another season. So it never even crossed my mind that, oh, by working for Kathy, you're going to be on reality TV. So when the fourth season got picked up, Kathy's like, okay, Tiff's on it. And so they slapped a mic pack on me and I'm just sitting there like, what is happening right now? And you can tell in the beginning, like I kind of just sit there like a deer in headlights, like what, who are all these people? What am I doing? I'm afraid to say anything like so, but as the time goes on, you get used to it. You become friends with the crew and you just kind of forget they're there. Were you a fan of like other like reality TV or any reality TV? Like, is that like kind of your genre or you just weren't, you know, like the Hills, all that stuff. Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm big pop culture. I'm always the pop culture one out of my friends. So, I mean, I grew up watching, like, The Real World and Road Wolves, and MTV was my channel. Like, I dreamed of going to TRL. I dreamed of being in Times Square. I dreamed all that stuff. Um, So being kind of in it was like – and I'm from a small town, so no one even thought anything, like – Tiff's moving down to Southern California. Okay, yeah, you'll work in entertainment. And then it's like, hey, guys, so <laughs> I'm going to be on like, TV. <laughs> MTV was like, I mean, I, I agree, like, the real world, the challenge, the hills, mm-hmm. Laguna Beach, like, at, sign me up for all of it. Yeah. All I of mean, it. when I moved to L.A., that was, like, the hills era. So it was, like, going to all the clubs that they went to on the TV and, you know, standing in line or having to know someone to get in and – all of that stuff. So it was like living out pretty much all of my teenage dreams. So like once you were on the show, like, you know, back home, like were your parents like, what? Like, did your parents watch like your friends? Were they like, you're really actually on this show. This is real. Yeah. Oh yeah. And then that's when Facebook started pretty much when I started working for Kathy. So my parents joined Facebook because I started traveling a lot with Kathy. That's one of the biggest perks. You kind of get to see the world. Um, so my mom would just join Facebook because I would post where I was. So she would just kind of keep track of where I was in the world. Um, but yeah, they loved it. My friends loved it. They would all text me or message me and saying, I, I saw you on TV. I'm watching a rerun right now. Or So they all thought it was really cool. And like working for Kathy, you know, like the first day, like, are you just like, was there an orientation? Is it like, okay, good luck. <laughs> I don't even think she saw my resume before I started. Like, it was just kind of show up, like, you work for her now, okay, fill out your tax information so you get direct deposit, and let's go. Like, there was no vetting process with me whatsoever. I don't even think they did a background check when I started. you just, like, figured it out, like, how to make travel and do this. And, I mean, I you know, like, now that we're in the work world, these are easy things. But, you know, like, when I was starting out, I couldn't do anything. Yeah, and learn and working as a personal assistant, you have to learn what they like and what they don't like. So I knew Kathy always wanted to fly first class, and she was very picky about her hotels. And she she was the one who actually would research the hotel she wanted to stay in and the specific room. So then I had to call the hotel and make sure they had that specific room. Um, So it's kind of just learning her preferences and what she liked. And Jessica was a big help because she had been there for a few years, so she kind of knew everything already. It was kind of just passing the baton to me and kind of showing me the ropes and everything that she liked. So she liked, like, specific rooms. Yeah. She was very picky with her rooms, which, I mean, it helped me with 
traveling now. Like I can never travel again. Like I'm not staying in the Motel 6 anymore. And that's probably a bad thing because Kathy has taught me like, no, these are the hotels that you need to stay in. <laughs> so when I travel now with my husband, my taste is a little different than what it was college years. It really makes a difference based on it the does. hotel. It really does. It really does. Yeah, I don't let anyone else plan anything. Like, I'll, I'll figure it out. I mean, the rooms I'm not really particular on. I like a higher floor versus a lower floor, but in, mm-hmm. I don't really care about I care about the hotel. That I'm like, yeah. you know, and like once in the hotel, I don't care about the room, but interesting. Yeah. What's like, so what's like one of the, you know, not in a bad way, but like one of the most high maintenance things? that Kathy what you know like along those lines of like a hotel room like what's one of the things she was like just you know you're like oh god this is this is it was probably the hotel room because really? every time we would travel if we would get to a hotel like at 11 o'clock at night and we walked into the room and she didn't like a room it was them scrambling to find another room and I totally get it because she's traveling all the time she wants to feel comfortable she has to sleep she was a night owl so she would kind of um, sleep at different times of day. I was more of the morning person getting things set up before she would wake up. Um, so I totally get it. If you're on the road all the time, you want to be comfortable in your hotel rooms. And if you don't want a specific hotel room, she was not gonna just stay in one just because like, she was like, can you get me another room? Like, this is not correct. So (laughs) it was always like, I hope she likes the room. I hope she likes the room. Like when I hope it's set up correctly. I hope, you know, because she was allergic to feathers and the pillows. So she wanted foam pillows. So I would have to call ahead to make sure they had the foam pillows. So it was all those things. So that's probably what gave me the most anxiety was when she was traveling, making sure if I was with her, I could at least handle it and get it all set up for her. But if she traveled with someone else or traveled alone and she got there and it wasn't set up, then there's only so much you can do like over the phone and um, not being there. So that was always the most anxiety ridden thing for me. You would get those calls. Like, I mean, even though like you would get those calls like at all hours, just like uh, this room sucks. Like, yeah, (laughs) exactly. And I do remember the very first time she was going on tour when I first started working for her, um, when she would go to like Florida or New York for long periods of time, she would ship her clothes. So she, she always liked to carry on. She didn't like checking her bags. So I was in charge of shipping her clothes to Florida. I put the wrong address on the FedEx shipping label. So it didn't end up at her hotel where it was supposed to be. So whoever, I forget who her tour manager was at the time. So they called me having to track down her box. And it was like they had to go to the FedEx shipping center and all that stuff. So that was like my first big, like, whoopsie, working for her. Like, I think that was like the only time she got mad at me. It was like, where are my clothes? Why aren't they in my hotel room? So that was like, you know, I was a newbie. I was (laughs) like, sorry. How did that go over? I mean, she didn't stay mad at me for long. I mean, she was more irritated than anything that she had to go track down her clothes before a show. Um, but they, they got the box. It was all good. But that was just uh, my heart sank when I got that phone call. Cause I was like, Oh my God, I messed up already. And I just started for her. I'm so sorry. Were you like, Oh my God, I'm literally going to get fired today. Yeah. I thought so. I'm like, I lost her. Like she's in Florida. She landed and has no clothes. Like she had nothing. She just took like her purse and her magazine that she reads on the plane. <laughs> so she nothing. <laughs> was there any time like where you did do something and you just, got it like you just felt the wrath of Kathy I don't think she ever 
really got mad at me like that. Like if I did mess up or anything, I usually would catch it before she would find out and fix it. So I wouldn't even have to tell her. Um, but yeah, I would always be scared that I would book her on the wrong flight to like the wrong state or something. Um, luckily I never did that. Uh, but I don't think she truly got really mad at me for anything like that. That's good. That's really good. I mean, nothing that would like over seven years or made me leave the job. So I lasted that long. So I was doing something right. Is being like a personal assistant for, you know, like a high profile celebrity, is it really truly like 24 seven? She was really good about giving us our personal time. I mean, I had set hours that I would work at her house. Um, the only thing was when we were filming the show, we would be gone pretty much the whole time. Um, so I would maybe be home once or twice a month. Um, so the, this filming schedule was really rough on having, that's why I was always single when I was working for her because I didn't have time to date and my friends would like text messaging and Facebook and stuff like that. Um, so that's when it was kind of 24 seven because I was just gone all the time. Um, but weekends I usually had off unless we had an event or something. And then usually at night I was, um, at my own house. I didn't live with her. People always thought I lived with her, but thankfully we had our own space. Um, but it wasn't 24 seven. She was very good about giving us our own personal time. Did you ever get those calls of, you know, like it's, you know, like just not even Kathy, just the stereotypical, like what my mind goes to is, you know, like it's 4 a.m. and I need diet soda and there's no diet soda. So get, get in your car from your bed in your own house and get to my house at 4.30. Nothing like that. Nothing like that. The only time she called me kind of after hours with, was when she was with Cher. She did talk about this in one of her specials. And they couldn't figure out how to order pizza. And I don't know where Cher's assistant was because I know Cher's assistant lived on her Malibu compound. But maybe she had the day off or something. So they called me asking me to order them pizza at like 8 o'clock at night. So I had to figure out how to get pizza to Cher's house. And like <laughs> literally Kathy nor Cher knew how to like just – I mean, this was before Seamless and all that. Yeah, there was no DoorDash back then. There was no Uber Eats, none of that while I was working for Kathy. So it was like me going out to get it. Um, but that point, I think I just called like a local Malibu pizza place and had pizza delivered to Cher's house. And you had to like make sure like you got what they wanted. And Do you remember what type of pizza the goddess that is Cher eats? <laughs> I don't know. I think the pizza was maybe a little more for Kathy <laughs> because she was big. She loved pizza but it had to be like thin pizza a certain type of pizza it wasn't like Domino's or anything um so I don't remember exactly what I ordered <laughs> for them at all is there like you know once you work for someone like Kathy is there like this you know like you meet other assistants and you're like well listen this is what the person I work for does and, I mean I imagine there's this like I don't even know what like secret society of like celebrities yeah. Assistance. Oh, I did start my own assistance union, I used to call it. Um, Kathy would get real nervous when we would meet up, but it was honestly just friends getting together, drinking and talking. Um, but it was like Lance Bass's assistant. Um, I think it was at one point Christina Applegate's assistant. Um, who else did we always meet up with? Uh, Bethany's assistant when I was in from Real Housewives when I was in New York. I would meet up with them. Um, so it was just us getting together. I was really good friends with, um, Goldie Hawn's assistant. So I was always hanging out with her. Um, but it was literally just us having like girls night. It wasn't 
like boss bashing night, but we did all you, knew all of our bosses were a little crazy. <laughs> did you ever hear any like fun Goldie Hawn stories? Um, I think the only one, I mean, she loves to dance. I mean, she puts her little Instagram videos now, but I think, uh, she just never wears a bra. That was like the one story. That she never that's, that like, never that's has, a, that sounds like Goldie. Yeah, so my friend's always on, like, nip patrol, like, making sure she's not, like, offending anyone. That's so funny. So, Goldie Hawn, she never wore a bra, which doesn't shock me. You can picture that. Yeah, I totally can. Was there any, like, you don't have to tell me who, but, like, was there any, like, one of the assistants where you just heard stories and you were like, thank God I have Kathy, like, my life could be so much worse? Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. Mmm, the first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com. I think the only one was um, Steve Wozniak who started Apple. He was very neurotic and he was very picky about his hotel rooms. They only could be like prime numbers or something. And he would only sit on certain seats in the airplane. Like he was like, everything had to do with numbers and what it added up to. And if it was a prime number or not. And I was just like, thank God I don't have to deal with that. But I think his assistant had the worst stories out of all of them. Were you shocked, like, when him and Kathy kind of were hanging out? Yeah. One, I didn't know who he was. So I was just, <laughs> you know, I'm like pop culture. I'm like, Steve who? Who is totally. this? No, Justin Timberlake? No? Okay, we're good. Um, so, yeah, I had no idea who he was. He was very nice. He's just, you know, one of those geniuses who is very who's crazy pretty much. He would only drive a Prius. He was, um, yeah, he was just, and he wouldn't, he would just drive everywhere and 
he would just fly only if he couldn't drive. And yeah, he was just, he was a different one. Yeah. I mean, I never knew who he was either until he was on my life on the D list. So yeah, Kathy made him cool again, I think. Uh, right. But yeah, he was, and I mean, I deal with people like that all the time now working at Google, just like the engineering smart people who their social skills aren't the best, but they're sweet and they're great to work with, but it's just, yeah, sometimes challenging to get things done. Totally. What was like the best thing about, like, what was some of the best parts? Like, I mean, like the flying around, like, did you fly first class too? Like, what were like some of the perks of just working for like a main stream celebrity yeah I mean starting out I didn't fly first class I would fly coach Kathy would be in first class but since I got all the miles I started getting the free upgrades so that was awesome being able to be up in first or business or whatever um but yeah just seeing the world I had never traveled like that before being from a small town my family didn't have a lot of money so my first trip with her was going to Jamaica and we would go to Mexico and been to Ireland and London and um, Bora Bora. We filmed in Bora Bora for the show and just traveling all around the United States. So just, I would never have been able to go to those places if I didn't work for her. Um, Flying on private planes, um, that was a big perk. I'd never flown on a private plane before. Um, But yeah, it was, that part of it was amazing. Those are good perks. Like seeing, I mean, especially like when you're young, Mm-hmm. When you're in your 20s and I don't have a lot of money and I'm able to do all of those things, yeah, it was awesome. That's, like, amazing. Do you remember, like, back in the day, because, you know, like, my life on the D-list, it was, you know, in that beginning part mm-hmm. of Bravo. You know, do you, like, did you meet a lot of the Bravo people? Like, you were the same time as, like, Blowout with Jonathan Anton, like, Rachel, like, all these wonderful people that I've either had on my show or I revere to have on my show here. Like, yeah. Rachel Zoe, all of these I never met any of them. Um, I think when Real Housewives of New Jersey started airing, you know, like after the table flip and all that stuff, I want to like the NBC press junkets. They do like their summer thing where everyone goes like station to station talking to everyone. They were there. And I told Kathy, because I was, Kathy was always like the one to push me to get pictures with the people because I didn't think it was like professional for me to be working and being like, hey, can I get a picture with you? But Kathy was always one like, hey, take a t- picture with Tiffany. So I told her when we were at that junket, I was, Car- it was Caroline and Teresa. I was like, I need to get a picture with them. So there's a picture of me on the grass with Caroline and Teresa. And I actually became friends with like Albie and Lauren and all of them. So I would hang out with them when I would go to New York and stuff like that. But the, that was kind of one of the one times where I was like, please, can I get a picture? <laughs> so out of all these options, it was there's the Jersey girls that really were like, yeah and I mean we ran into Kim Zolciak and Nini I think it was at like VH1 Divas or something and it was at the beginning of Real Housewives of Atlanta when Kim wore like the shiny Barbie hair it wasn't like the nice Kim wigs that she has now so we were just kind of like who are these people like <laughs> but I mean a lot of my a lot of the time when we were run into celebrities, I'd be like, what is my life? Like I see these people on TV or I'm listening to their music and now I'm like interacting with them. So that part was really fun. Being like a pop culture junkie like myself, like, did you watch Bravo, you know, regardless of Kathy, like, were you watching before you got the job, like during the job, like you were a Bravo fan? 
Yeah, I was just like reality TV in general, like The Bachelor. Um, I would watch it with my mom. So we would always get into those types of shows. Um, like I said, I was watching Real World from when I was like in middle school, high school. So anything on MTV, any reality um, type of show on that channel, I would watch. Um, so yeah, I was into all of that. And not all of my friends were. So I had like, the only, I would like had my like in sync friends where anything in sync, we were all together, but I was kind of like the pop culture, like watching TV, reading all the magazines, all of that stuff. So I would spit out all the information to my friends and kind of educate them on what was going on. Do you still watch, like, do you still watch like the housewives and all this? Like, are you obsessed still today? I think, well, I don't have much time if I'm not watching like Paw Patrol or the Disney Channel or something. That's like (laughs) my private time when I can watch after my kids go to bed. Um, But I still watch like The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. That's when I still watch in Orange County. Um, My husband was a Vanderpump Rules fan before I was. So he got me to watch that once we got together. Yeah. So we're really, we we actually watch that one together. He can't handle the housewives. He's like, all they do is fight and go to lunch the next day. And I'm like, yeah, but (laughs) you know, it's so so much. Do you have like a favorite, like a favorite or favorites now that you watch? I need to talk to you guys about Apostrophe. It's a prescription skincare company for people that are ready to take their acne seriously. Now here's the thing you guys know, prescription acne treatment really works, but it's hard to get. You have to take time off work, go see a doctor, sit in line at the pharmacy and wait for your medications. Not anymore. Apostrophe makes it easy to see a board certified dermatologist online. You get treated immediately and your medications are delivered to your home. All you have to do is fill out their online questionnaire about your skin concerns and medical history. Then you snap a few selfies, how fun is that, and your dermatologist will get back to you with a customized treatment plan tailored just for you. It treats acne, but Apostrophe does a lot more than just that. They also can help you with your other skincare goals, like reducing redness, wrinkles, and even dark spots. I filled out the survey. Of course, my... I was concerned with wrinkles. So that's why I went on, filled out the survey. Literally, somebody got in touch with me so quickly. The medicine arrived right to my front door. I've already started using it. It's just as simple as that. And you don't even have to leave your home. Listen, you get $15 off your first visit with a board-certified dermatologist at apostrophe.com slash velvet. So go to apostrophe.com slash velvet and use the code velvet. This code is only available to all of you who are listening to this podcast. So to get started, just go to apostrophe.com slash velvet and click begin visit. Then use the code velvet at sign up and you get $15 off your dermatology visit. That's apostrophe.com slash velvet. Use the code velvet to get your dermatology visit for $15 off. It really is so easy. I'm so glad I found Apostrophe. It's for acne. It's for wrinkles. It's for dark spots. Really, any of your skincare goals. That's apostrophe.com slash velvet. Use the code velvet at checkout, and you get $15 off. Like, is it the Housewives, or is it other? Is it other? I mean, now I think Vanderpump is, like, up there as kind of my top one. I mean, the Housewives, it does get a little repetitive, and they're all... I mean, they're all just crazy and, you know, but I liked the housewives before they were famous because I felt like they were more real. It was different. It was different. Yeah, because you you can tell once they got the pay hikes, 
how they looked different and right. how they were different all of that stuff but so I like like the, the I always watch like the first or second season of all the housewives and working with Kathy she would want us to watch all the reality tv because she that's how she would get her act for her shows so she was big into watching it and if I found a new show I thought she would like I would tell her and if she found a new show she would tell me so we would always be recording stuff on our DVRs to watch to kind of exchange notes with each other Right, because so much of her show is, like, about reality TV. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Did you ever meet, um, so, like, during the time working with Kathy, like, let's put Cher aside for three seconds, because <laughs> we got to talk for a minute. But, like, who did you meet where you were just, like, right, like you said, like, how is this my life? Like, where you were just, like, uh, what? Like, um, you know, it wasn't just in Timberlake, but where you were just totally starstruck. Well, I think because I was such a big NSYNC fan, so I became friends with Lance, and I became really good friends with his assistant, Lisa, who's still his assistant today. Um, so I would go to his house for, like, game nights, and he would have random celebrities there. So I never knew who would be there when I would come to go to his house. So it would be, like, Jamie Lynn Sigler, or he would have, like, people from Big Brother there, like Jordan and Jeff were there from Big Brother. Or Those are good ones. Yeah, when he was on Dancing with the Stars, Cheryl Burke would be there. Like, just kind of random people. He would be at his house, and we would be playing, like, Pictionary or something. He was big into game nights. So I got into the Lance Bass game night circle, which was, like, I'm in. <laughs> Once you get into that. I mean, so, like, what – I mean, because, you know, like, you were a huge NSYNC fan. Were you just, like – I mean – you know, like at what point, because listen, like I'm like friends with a lot of the housewives. People are like, oh my God, I want your life. I want your life. I'm like, thank you. Like, I, I get it. But you know, then yeah. at some point you're like, oh yeah, I forgot that I was a fan of yours. Because you're just like, what, at what point, like, you know, you just did it switch for you or you're just like, oh, it's Lance. Yeah. I think after you meet them a few times, it's just that, oh, they're a celebrity kind of just, you forget it, I feel like. So, um, but yeah, when Kathy first uh, mentioned she was friends with Lance like deep down inside I was just like oh my god oh my god oh my god <laughs> and so um I mean he's such a nice guy he's so nice so hardworking. um so becoming friends with his assistant too we would kind of keep each other in the loop with what our bosses were doing so I would invite them to Kathy's shows they would invite me to their stuff so we just kind of stayed in the loop um with that but I still am friends with them today so I'll text every now and then and I saw them at when they did their NSYNC um they got their star on the hall of fame I went down for that still didn't run into Justin how that didn't happen I don't know <laughs> even at like the actor party he was the only one that wasn't there so it was like how how like, you're I'm you're here. still like a huge NSYNC fan Oh yeah, forever. My husband always tells me, he's like, are you ever going to grow up? And I'm like, no. <laughs> no, like it's the, really, I mean, it's the gift that keeps giving. Did you ever get into like new kids on the block? Like anything like that? Oh, it was all yeah. of it. New kids was like my first, like, and I was only in kindergarten when they were big. Like it was like early new 90s. Kids? They're yeah. a good one. And now I know Jonathan. So Kathy was friends with Jonathan. So I met him and his husband, Harley, um, so I've met up with them a few times, even after working with Kathy. Um, so they're super nice. Um, but yeah, I mean, my pop culture started young. I was like the new kids, Jonathan Taylor Thomas, you know, all of that Zach Morris saved by the bell that was on my wall. I mean, Kathy did a few interviews with Mario Lopez where I was just like, when is the reunion? Like, please tell me. 
did Kathy know, you know, like she's with all these huge stars, like did she know like this was your genre? You know, like out of all people to lose it over it, you're losing it over, you know, Mario Lopez and Lance Bass. Now, mind you, I'm not criticizing you. I think those are very yes. good choices. But was Kathy just like, I, I introduced you to like some of the biggest celebrities in the world, like Mario and Lance is where you want to yeah, go. Yeah, she's like, but here's Joan Rivers. Like here is Whoopi Goldberg, but you want to meet Channing Tatum at his movie premiere. <laughs> and you're like, oh yes. So I was like the younger generation and she would teach me about the older generation of entertainment, which was great because I got both sides of it. That makes sense. When the show came out, you know, like, I mean, after you were on it, you know, like season four and go like, were you, were, were you shocked? Like when you were then recognized and I mean, I imagine you were recognized like, and I mean, you were, I mean, you are a Bravo celebrity. You were on the <laughs> channel. I mean, yeah, that was always weird. And it would be weird when I would just be with my regular like friends and someone would come up to me and be like, oh, can I take your picture? And I'd be like, sure, you know, but I mean, back in the day, we didn't have social media and all of that. There was no Instagram. So when our show was on, thank God, I didn't have to deal with any of that. I think Twitter had just started when Kathy did her talk show. So I started doing Twitter when we were doing all of that. Um, but yeah, it would be, we- it would always be weird when people would want a picture with me or want my autograph. I'm like, why do you want my autograph <laughs> at like her book signings? They'd be like, Tiffany, can you sign the book too? And I'm like, I'll ruin it, but okay. So, I mean, I would sign my name. What did Kathy think of that? Like, you're my assistant, like back up. Or was she just I like, mean, I can't believe this. She was busy signing the books herself, so she didn't care. Um, but I mean, she knew that being on the show that we all kind of became semi-famous just being associated with her. Did she give you advice? You know, like, okay, you know, you're going to, you know, you're going to be recognized. Like these are some of the, like the pitfalls of fame. Like these are some of the things that might change. I mean, you're still the same person, but did she ever give you advice like that? Um, not really because I wasn't looking to be in the limelight. I mean, I was just always behind the scenes. So, I mean, maybe if I was like, yeah, trying to be an actress or something, she would have helped me in that way. But I was just always like, oh no, I'll, I'll stay behind the scenes. I'm not trying to be the star of the show or anything. All right. So let's talk about Cher. <laughs> I have met Cher. I have four pictures with Cher. I've done, I've done the Vegas four times and it's just, I mean, the third time I lost it. She's like, yeah. you've met me two other times. Like, why? And I'm like, I just, the concept of this is too much for me to handle at the moment. And I just, and I, I don't cry. And I yeah. was just, so like, did you meet Cher? Like, I mean. I only met her once at a photo shoot. Um, I forget what her and Kathy were doing, um, but they were both at a shoot together and Cher came and we all took a picture with her. And so I have my one picture with shares, but I didn't have as much like one-on-one interaction with her. Um, but I mean, I would just always hear the stories of when Kathy would go over and, you know, have her share time and dress up in the outfits and do and do the photo shoots um, on her like blurry camera herself. On camera. <laughs> but um, yeah, I mean, I didn't get as much face-to-face time with her as Kathy did. Was Kathy just like, I'll, you know, in the hierarchy of my friends, I will drop anything for Cher. I mean, it's Cher. Oh, yeah. If Cher called, Kathy was going. Like, that's, yeah. Can you just like, imagine that? Like, that's your life and you just are like, I can summon anyone, not even in a rude way. Like, you don't even, but you just make a call and the person is literally at your beck and call. I mean, that's. Yeah. 
Cassie lived like Hollywood Hills, like very east. Shares in Malibu. So getting to Malibu from, you know, like the valley almost is not an easy task. And Kathy would not drive to Malibu for anyone but Cher. Like Kathy's not sitting in like an hour worth of traffic to go anywhere. So if Cher calls, Kathy will sit in the traffic to get there. I mean, and so all of like those stories that we kind of, you know, hear and like the stand up, like that's, those are all basically really true. Yeah. All of those stories are true. Wow. Pretty much everything Kathy has said in her standup is true in some way or not. I mean, she might elaborate on it, but I mean, anything, any story she's had with me in her standup or anything like that, like it's all been true. And people would be like, is that true what she said? And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I mean, did you, like, how did you, like, was it a conscious thing? Because like, for me, I think the reason why that show was so brilliant is like you know she's on the d list which she was in a way when she started but i mean she really blew up during Mm -hmm. that show so that's why it was such a good show in the sense that like well you're not on the d list if you're getting a call from sharon going to her house but you're still in these situations where you are on the d list like you might be at Cher's house in the morning but now you're on the d list begging for something else which is why i think the whole show was so brilliant but like, was there this conscious, like, thing around the house and with working with Kathy where you're, like, you've blown up? You know what I mean? Like, you kind of, like, she kind of got even bigger during your tenure with her. Yeah, while I was with her, I mean, her touring in general just blew up while I was with her. So she was doing, from when I started working from her to when it ended, she was just on tour nonstop um, all over the world. So that part of her business definitely took off and doing like arena size rather than the small theaters. Um, and then having her stint, she had her show on Broadway that she did. Um, so yeah, Yeah. she definitely blew up because of the show, but I mean, she was still Kathy. I'm like Tom, not Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise would not call her because she made fun of him. So it's like, I don't know, like, she was still not on like the A-list party lists all the time. So that part of it was still true. But I mean, she definitely was on her A-game when I was working for her. Did you ever, I mean, I don't think she was friends with it. Like, did you ever meet like Madonna? Never met Madonna. My, I'm like one degree away, like Rosie O'Donnell met Rosie. <laughs> That's Rosie friends with, you know. What did you think of the icon that is Joan Rivers? She was so nice. She was amazing. I went with to London with Kathy and Joan because they went to go visit Prince Charles and did that whole thing she talks about. Um, so that was a great experience being with them, helping them get ready, um, having lunch with them. You know, Joan was amazing and Kathy looked up to her so much. Um, so yeah, I mean, I have some fun memories being with them and being able to travel the world and she would come to the house and stuff like that. So What about, like, these are some of the, I don't know if you've had a lot of interaction with these people, some of the people that were on the show, like, let's say Snoop Dogg. I didn't meet Snoop Dogg. We, I met T.I. though. T.I., we went and had chicken and waffles with him. (laughs) And which I kind of had a crush on him too, because again, he had a song with Justin Timberlake. You know, I'm always one degree away from meeting Justin Timberlake. Did you ask him about Justin? No, What about Paris Hilton? Paris, we had a few run-ins with. Um, Kathy 
I forget, what was the name of Paris's reality show that she had? Like, my Simple BFF Life. Person? The Simple but Life. Didn't she have, like, a competition show to be her best friend? Yes. Yeah. Yes. So, Cassie did, like, one of the challenges for that show. So, um... I forgot Paris, about that show. Yeah. Paris Hilton has large feet, which I'm a size 10 in shoe. So, seeing that she had... I think she was a size 10 shoe as well. So, I'm like, oh, my gosh. She has, she has big feet like me. Like, I was so excited for her. <laughs> but she really does, like talk like that and it's so like monotone and it was just like all the pink all the glitter all that stuff like that was that's Paris Hilton I'm obsessed with Paris Hilton so (laughs) believe it or not I would I would even let you take Justin and I if I could just have like an hour with Paris like I'm obsessed with Paris Hilton I don't know if she would talk much though she was kind of like a mute (laughs) and she's I've met her just like she's she's really nice too yeah, I mean, she was nice when we met her. It's just, like, she's on a whole other level with that type of stuff. Like, what about, like, Jane Fonda and Lily Tomlin? I don't know if you... Like, they, these were just people on the show. I don't know. I, I can't remember the scenes. I don't know if you met them, but they were on the show. I don't think I ever met either of them, but I do remember Kathy going to hang out with them and all that. And what about, like, Bette Midler and Suzanne Summers? Oh, Suzanne Summers, she's very nice. She's a very good cook. We went and had dinner at her house in Palm Springs. That was very fun. Um, uh, Bette Midler, we filmed with her in Vegas. So I wasn't, I don't think I was in any scenes, but I was kind of like, but with the crew kind of following them. Um, She was nice. She was fine. Kathy did a few of her charity events. Um, uh, Paula Dean, when we filmed with Paula Dean, we loved Paula Dean, would go to Savannah and stay at her house, like slumber party style. She would cook for us and everything. So that was amazing. The Estefan family, Gloria um, and Emilio, they are like the nicest humans ever. Um, again, we went to stay at one of their houses in Miami. They have like a few in their little compound. So we were able to stay there. Whenever Kathy would go to Florida, we, they would always take us out to dinner um, and I became friends with like everyone that worked with them. I'm still friends with them till today. So, um, wow. yeah, they were like top on the list for kind of like the best people that we met. And what about Tyra Banks? I think, I know Kathy did her show a few times. I just remember her being so tall and she like had a wig on. So it made her even taller. So it was like, she was just big. But I, I think I only got, like, a picture with her. It was one of those, this is my assistant, take a picture. And then she kind of left the room. So that was it. Wow. What about tour manager Tom, who you worked with? Tom was, he really did start out as, like, the dog walker. He was just friends. And we she needed a tour manager, so he became the tour manager. So Tom, I think, was with us for four, five years um, but he was so nice. He really did pull out all of his like eyebrows and eyelashes. <laughs> but that was like his nervous tick. He would just do that. Um, I think he moved back to St. Louis. I'm only in touch with him kind of like on Facebook and stuff. Um, so I'm not too close with him still, but yeah, Tom was great. I loved him. We had fun together again, traveling the world and we had no idea what we were getting ourselves into. Interesting. And you, you still keep in touch with him sometimes. Yeah. When did you, so when did you leave Kathy? Like at what point, like how long have you been at Google? So I've been at Google for about six and a half years. So wow. 
Yeah, it's been a long time. Um, I always knew I wanted to move back to Northern California at some point just because I wanted to be closer to family. Um, and the last year um, I was with Kathy, my dad passed away suddenly. So it was just, I'm an only child. So it was just me and my mom. Um, so that kind of was pushing me more towards moving back to Northern California, but I had no idea what I wanted to do. Um, and I just was scared to leave Kathy because I had not had any other job out of college besides her. And it's like, what do you do after that? Kind of. <laughs> like, yeah. So it was really hard to kind of make that decision, but I actually started dating my now husband who is actually from my hometown and we kind of reconnected at our 10 year high school reunion. So the last year I was working for her, I was literally driving to Northern California every weekend just to spend the weekends with him. Um, and so towards the end, I was kind of, we had hired another assistant, John, who was a producer on the Kathy show, um, who be, kind of became our second assistant. So I was starting to groom him to kind of take over because I kind of knew I would be leaving soon. Um, and she kind of noticed that I was kind of pulling away. And so she kind of sat me down one day and was like, what's going on? Like, I feel like you don't want to be here anymore. Like, and so I, that's when I told her, like, I feel bad that it went down that way, but I'm like, yeah, I have been thinking about leaving. So that's why whenever there's an event or something, I'll send John so she can get used to him being around. Um, which, I mean, we totally ended on good terms. We're, we still talk to, to this day, um, but that's kind of how um, that talk was initiated. She just felt me kind of pulling away from her and the job itself. And what does Google do when they get on the phone and get a reference from Kathy? <laughs> I, know. I know they were just, I don't think they thought they would actually talk to her. Um, but Kathy was like, yeah, I'll get on the, cause I told her, I'm like, Oh, I got a call back from Google. And she was like, really? And I was like, yeah, like, I guess. Um, and it's funny because they hired me because they had an executive who was really difficult. He, um, who he like owned his own Island and he was bringing this new innovation to Google and he was just like neurotic. So they were kind of like, Oh, if you've worked for a celebrity, you can handle this techie neurotic person. Um, which a lot of, there is a handful of celebrity assistants who work at Google now. So I feel like whenever we're over entertainment and celebrities, we come to the tech side because it's like more low key. You don't have to deal with the personal side of being an assistant and it's just all business. So we have like Michael Kors assistant works at Google. I think Clint Eastwood's assistant worked, um, works at Google now. Um, so it's just funny how it worked out. I mean, is that, were you in culture shock once you went into like corporate America? Yeah, because I'm used to being like the one that gets things done. If Kathy tells me to book a private jet, then I research, find the private jet company, call and book it. Google, you have to get like get approvals from people, which I was not used to. And so my neurotic boss that they hired me for was like, oh, get me the Google jet. So I'm like emailing like, oh, he needs the jet. And they're like, no, he doesn't have jet privileges. And I'm like, what do you mean? Like, you can't just get the Google jet. <laughs> So it was like stuff like that that I had to deal with in the beginning, which I was never used to like the chain of command you had to get approvals from before you actually do something. Which is more difficult, like corporate America or working for a personality and a celebrity? The personality celebrity is definitely more difficult because you are so intertwined with their personal life that corporate America, like I go to work, do my job, 
and I can come home, have the weekends, put my phone aside and not have to think about it. Whereas working with Kathy, I always had my phone, my work phone on me just in case something happened. So you definitely have more of that kind of work-life balance um, in corporate America. That makes sense. I mean, I would think that any good celebrity personal assistant is like, I I get why a place like Google would want to hire out of that pool if they could. Yeah. That doesn't shock me. Yeah, because we're used to the multitasking, we're used to the weird personalities, we're used to, you know, just dealing with a lot of different people. So coming to Google, it's like, I, one of my bosses, he was, he pulled me into his office at Google and he was like, I have a weird request for you. And I'm like, oh God, here we go. <laughs> What's the request? And he's like, can you just go grab lunch for me really quick? Like, I have back to back me. And you're like, and I'm like, I was like, yeah. <laughs> You're like, that's, I'm like, if that's your, <laughs> I'm like, if that's your requ- weird request, we're good. I'm going to be fine here. Like, that's fine. Well, look, I mean, you've done well for yourself. Like Google is really, I mean, I have friends that work at Google in different capacities. Like that's about as good a company as it gets. Yeah. Which I, it was funny because they were the only ones to call me back after I was started sending my resume. Cause I sent my resume to like Facebook and all that. Cause Northern California, Bay area, that's all that's up here. Yeah. Um, And no one was calling me back for the longest time. And I started interviewing with Google in like September, October. I didn't get a job offer until like January. And I left Kathy in December. So I moved home with no job, nothing. And so I would cry to my now husband saying that I was going to work at Cinnabon because no one was calling me He's like, calm down. It's been like a month. Life will go on. Yeah, so he still says that to this day. He's like, remember? Well, he always says he saved my life by taking me out of LA. I'm like, okay. Um, But he's just like, remember when you used to cry because you thought you were going to work at Cinnabon? And I'm like, "Mm -hmm, yeah. Like, it all kind of worked out. (laughs) Exactly. Did you, so like, did you talk to Kathy? I mean, I know you keep in touch with her, like you said. Did you talk to her, like, throughout the whole, like, fashion police era when she took over? Yeah, I mean, I would text with her every now and then, but I wasn't like day to day talking to her. So, um, I mean, shoot, I even forgot about that. That was like, right when I started having kids and stuff. (laughs) So it was like, I was in a whole other place of my life. Um, so yeah, I mean, I would just hear things every now and then. And I was friends with John, her assistant who was with her through that. So he would kind of give me updates with all of it. So it's not like she checked in and she's like, what did I agree to? And this is not going well. And I don't know what's going to happen here. Yeah. Basically, yeah, I didn't get the full details of it, but yeah, that was pretty much the gist that I would get. And I would just kind of check in with her, like, thinking of you, like, how are you doing? You know, that sort of thing. What about, so let's talk about, obviously, I'm sure that everybody wants to bring this up to you. So what about the whole, you know, Kathy and the Trump bloody head? Yeah, that one was a shocker too. When I saw that, my phone started blowing up. It did. Um, like, people still, I mean, you don't work for Kathy anymore. Like, people yeah. still. <laughs> like, people are like, have you talked to Kathy? Like, did you know she was doing that? I'm like, no, I don't, I'm not in her day-to-day, like, what she's doing anymore. I didn't even know she had a photo shoot. Um, and, I mean, what she says in her stand-up specials and her documentary that she does is kind of what she's told me. So, I don't, I've never really sat down with her to be like, what was going on? Like, whose idea was, like, I never got those details from her but um I kind of know everything that everyone else knows pretty much about that situation 
Yeah, I didn't realize, because I saw her, you know, like, one of the last shows she did, like, in New York, mm-hmm. and I was like, oh, like, this act is, you know, like, the act is different now. It's not yeah. really pop culture as much. It's all yeah. political, which I, I get it. And then I didn't realize, like, I mean, because I don't really read a lot of things. I'm just so busy mm-hmm. watching TV and doing this job. I didn't yeah. realize, like, the whole extent of how, like, the government was involved. I mean, I knew oh, there yeah. were ramifications, but, like, to hear her tell these stories of, like, no, like, I was literally, like, scared for my life. Like, this I don't is... know, like, yeah, like, the FBI knocking on their door, like, something. Yeah. Like, yeah, I know. I'm, that was all shocking to me, too. Like, I never, I mean, and, and she's still dealing with ramifications to this day. So, and it's been, what, almost four years. Um, yeah, that's all crazy. I don't know how she handled all that. I mean, so one of the out one of the fallouts obviously was publicly losing her. I mean, she lost a lot of things, but losing the whole CNN gig with Anderson Cooper. And then it got ugly between her and our friends, Andy Cohn and Anderson Cooper. So what do you feel about all that? Like, what was your relationship? Like, did you have a lot of exposure to Andy? Like, were you ever on Watch What Happens Live? Do you even have Watch What Happens Live back then? I, don't, I need to check the dates. Yeah, I was, I was the bartender once <laughs> so when she was on. Um, so I have been on the show. I've had interaction with him. Um, I mean, her and Andy kind of just always butted heads. I mean, she always butts heads with executives because she wants the show. I mean, it's her show. She wanted, wants it to be what she wants. So um, she always would just fight for what she wants, you know, back in the day. Um the whole Anderson thing that surprised me because they were such good friends. I'd met Anderson a bunch of times. I was actually there with them a few times for New Year's Eve on the platform, seeing everything that they did together. They had um, a great relationship, a great friendship. They enjoyed doing the show together. Um, so I felt sad for her when that happened. Um, and I honestly had no idea how close Andy and Anderson were like during when I was with Kathy, because they kind of never, mentioned each other all of them never hung out like none of that it was just always Kathy and Anderson Kathy and Anderson and Kathy would only see Andy for work things um but yeah no I felt sad for her I mean she loved Anderson she loved her relationship with him and she was really good friends with Gloria Vanderbilt his mom um so I mean I just felt bad that she lost her friend so it was really just Anderson that she was friends with Andy it was more of like her work boss mm-hmm. pretty much and then what about, right, I mean, you know, it's like a loss of a friend. Mm-hmm. What about the whole, I mean, you know, claim that, you know, she was offered Coke backstage at Watch What Happens, and, you know, Andy was a horrible boss and a tyrant. I mean, I never saw that part of it, but, I mean, I'd only had, like, a handful of interactions with Andy, so I've never actually, like, spent time with him. Um I remember when she hosted the A-list awards, you see on the reality show, I lose a significant amount of weight on the show. And so I ran into him at the A-list awards and he was just like, I felt like he never knew who I was. Like he would never remember my name. Like he was one of those, like, you're not important enough for me to remember your name. Um, so he was just like, wait. Ah, mm, the first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At caskers.com. We make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. 
Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com. What spa did you go to to lose the weight? And I'm like, I didn't go to a spa. He's like, no, what did you do? Like, what surgery did you have? I'm like, I didn't have any surgery. Like, I literally just worked out and ate well, you know? And he was just like, no, but like, what did you do? I'm like, I didn't do anything. Like, You're like, so. honey, I'm not a housewife. Like, <laughs> there are other ways to lose weight. Yeah, exactly. Um, so yeah, he was just always, you know, I just felt like he didn't really care about me or anything because I wasn't one of the stars on the network. So that's just kind of how I felt about him. Did Kathy used to complain like to you or just to like other, like, do you hear, you know, just like, which I can understand, like, you know, it's like any type of creative relationship where you have your own ideas and it's your show. Like, did you, did she, like, was that an overall theme where she was just complaining about Andy all the time? I mean, pretty much, it wasn't just him, but yeah, I mean, if they had notes about the show or edits or anything like that, then she, yeah, she would get defensive and complain about it and like fight like tooth and nail until it got, you know, the way she thought it would be good. And she's won two Emmys for the show. So I think she had the right to say how she wanted it to be because she kind of knew what she was talking about. Totally. And... What about the whole, like, I mean, cancel culture? Like, how do you think, Kathy, you know, because, like, we see this whole, you know, like, it's interesting how comedy you would think, you know, even, like, Joan Rivers was still around. is like, one of the last areas where you can kind of say what you want. You know, I mean, do you think Kathy's going to change as a part of cancel culture? I mean, I'm not saying she should. I'm just saying. Yeah. I don't think she's ever going to change. I mean, she's Kathy. That's how she's had this career and she's going through a rough spot now with everything. But I think after a while she'll come out on top again. Um, I mean, people loved her for a reason. So if they have different political views than her, then whatever. But I mean, I feel like the whole blacklisting and all that stuff is just, you know, something that's very popular these days, the cancel culture, but I don't know. I feel like, maybe a few years from now, she, I could still see her coming back and kind of making a comeback. I feel like that happened with Joan, right? Didn't Joan kind of go through something like that? And then she ended up being, you know, coming back towards the end. Yeah. So I I I think that happening that with that, with Kathy. And in a way, I feel like she does still work. Like she did have this mini tour like two years ago, whatever it was. And like the movie. And I know she works overseas. Like I think she still gets booked outside Mm -hmm. the U S yeah, okay. I mean, now with COVID, it definitely is nothing. I actually talked to her last week. Um, she called me. Yeah, so, I mean, we're still in contact. But, yeah, I mean, things are hard now for anyone in entertainment because, I mean, my brother-in-law works in Atlanta on a show, and his he hasn't gotten his call back to go since March. Wow. So he's waiting to get his job back, too. Did, did she confide in you and, like, the whole, like, Andy and Anderson thing was going on? Or this whole cancel culture that she's a part, like, did she confide in you? Like, holy shit, what is my life? Yeah, I mean, she's kind of said a few things. I mean, I've gone down there and she's kind of talked to me about it a little bit. But um, the last time I saw her, she actually flew up to visit me. She came to my mom's funeral last year. So she flew up specially for that. So we kind of just had like a heart to heart and talked to each other about what we were going through at that time. Um, so yeah, we definitely have our heart to hearts and just kind of um, checking in on each other. Cause we've both been through some crazy shit the past few <laughs> years with all of that going on. Life is not easy. Let me tell you. No, no. 
I know. I know. And then she just lost Maggie a few months ago. Like Maggie was like my third grandma. I loved her so much, but she was, I mean, 99 years she was alive. And the last time I saw her was like two years ago, maybe. And she was still, we had wine together and she met my daughter and she held her and stuff like that. So she was still my Maggie. So how is Kathy with all that? Cause I mean, she was so close to her mom. Yeah. Um, I mean, when that happened, I texted her, called her, left her a message. Um, I mean, it's hard to go through. That was her like best friend. Um, so I think obviously she's probably still dealing. I'm still dealing with that with my mom. And that was over a year ago. So I know it's still fresh for her. Did your decision to lose weight? Cause it's not easy. You know, was that just, you know, like, this is what I need to do in life? Or was that related at all to like, oh my God, I just sat here and watched myself on TV? Yeah, (laughs) it was a little bit of both. Like, I wasn't comfortable. I mean, not Um, to say there's anything wrong. I'm just saying like, you know, a lot of people watch them. I mean, I can't listen to my own podcast. I'm like, my voice irritates the hell out of me. Yeah, and people I mean, are like, it's fine. And I'm like, it, it, no thanks, it's not for me. Yeah. That's how I feel about hearing myself laugh on TV. Everyone's like, I love your laugh. And I'm like, no, it's like terrible. Exactly. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, seeing myself on TV, you kind of see yourself in a different lens. So you're just like, wow, I'm big. And I wasn't comfortable. And um, it was kind of, I remember being in London and just not feeling, I was probably at my highest weight then. And it just came back and I started smaller, just like started walking around the block and I did Weight Watchers and lost the weight. So it was little by little, it wasn't anything overnight. Um, like Andy Cohen thinks I took some magic pill or <laughs> I wish I had a magic pill to this day. I wish I had a magic pill. Well, if you did, you'd be a billionaire. You wouldn't even be a millionaire. You would be a billionaire <laughs> and that would be the end of your life. You would. Yeah. And Kathy was very into being fit and fitness. She loved walking. So anytime we would travel and go to a city, she just would want to walk for like hours. That's how she would see the city. And that was her form of exercise, walking. So she was just that power walker with the earbuds in. And sometimes I would go with her. I would always make sure I had my tennis shoes whenever we would travel in case sometimes she wanted to go alone. Sometimes she wanted a partner. So I would go with her. Um, So yeah, it was just working out and eating right. And eventually I lost the weight. What is something about Kathy that would like shock people? Like, you know, it doesn't have to be scandalous, just, you know, something that would be shocked to find out. I think because the one question I always get from people when they find out I worked for her, they say, is she really how she is on TV? And I'm like, yeah, <laughs> that's her. It's not, she's not, doesn't go home and she's not like a totally different person. Like that's her. She's loud she's funny she pokes jokes at people like that's just her and she's also just caring and cares about people and um was so sweet to me and my family like when I while I worked for her she would let my parents stay at her house when they would come and visit when she was out of town she flew us all to go to my dad was a big Dallas Cowboys fan she flew us to Arizona on Christmas so we can go to the Dallas Cowboys game so she would do little things like that so she's not cold and heartless like some people think she is that's good to know yeah what like do you find it strange you know people like me I mean first of all thank you for entertaining all of my questions but do you find it strange you know like you're a mom you're married you work at google one of the hardest companies to get hired at like do you find it strange that just people when they find this out you know I guess it just says like something bigger about our society, like the way that we are all 
you know, treat celebrities in our society, but like, do you find it strange that people want to talk about Kathy yeah, when they still, find this out? Yeah, it's still strange. I'm like, I don't know. I don't like talking about myself, but people will just be like, hey, Tiff, tell them what you like. I'm like, yeah. They're like, you were on TV? And I'm like, yeah, I was on TV. Like, <laughs> so they're just like shocked by it. Um, but yeah, even you reaching out to do the podcast, I was like, oh, people still like care that I did have that job. <laughs> This podcast is, we like to talk to people that are currently on Bravo and are on today. And we like to dig, we would like to dig deep into the past here. I mean, even I find myself like Googling people from like reality shows that I totally forgot about just to see how they are today. I mean, I go down that rabbit hole too. And I'm like awake at night, not wanting to sleep. So. Do you know who I'm friends with who came on this show is just because we were talking about MTV is do you remember the show Rich Girls on MTV? Oh, yes. So Jamie Gleischer, not Tommy Hilfiger's daughter, yeah, the yeah. other one. Yeah. So that's like an example of how we like to go that far. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Though That was a good show. I, I used to watch that one a lot. I that was that one. What advice would you have to anyone like wanting to become a PA to someone famous? Um, I mean, you just have to know how to multitask. You know how to just get shit done. Figure it out. If you don't know how, you got to kind of make it happen. Um, you can't take things to heart. Like if someone says something to you, you just kind of have to brush it off and go on with your day. Because if you hold on to it, you're not going to make it. I think that's why I lasted so long. I mean, being an assistant for someone in the entertainment for almost eight years, that's kind of unheard of. Um, I mean, you kind of go through so many assistants. Uh, so. Yeah, I mean, you just have to have that tough skin to make it in the business. It's not an easy business to work in. Uh, so no. that's why I was kind of like, that was my 20s that I lived that life. Now I'm in my 30s. Now it's time to I mean, I don't see world. Right, like I don't see how someone could do that really with a family. <laughs> yeah, and yeah, I don't know how anyone does that with a family. When you look back upon like that time in your life, like what – is your like overall word or how would you describe it? You know, like, how do you look back upon it? I mean, I just think it was fun. I mean, not many people can say they've done what I've done <laughs> and been on TV and an Emmy award winning show. Um, Seriously. So yeah, it fun. And it's funny because now my kids are like starting to watch TV and they have their favorite people and they were watching like descendants on, it's like a show, one, a movie on Disney channel. And, um, there was someone that I had met with Kathy on it. And I was like, oh, mommy knows them. And they'd be like, what? Or I'm like, oh, I've met them before. And I'd be like, mommy was on TV and I was on Say Yes to the Dress when I got married. And I picked my wedding dress and I brought up the episode on TV and it hasn't quite like registered with them that they're, they're just like, oh, there's mommy, there's grandma, there's, I'm like, yeah, but mommy was on TV. <laughs> They don't know yet, so we'll see what happens when they. You're gonna have to show them my life on the D list when they get old enough. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it'll be funny to see what they say about that. Just so they can. Is there anything else you want to leave us with? Anything we haven't covered? I really appreciate your time. I'm sure you're busy with your day job. Yeah, I mean, no, thank you. I mean, it's nice having these chats to kind of relive everything because I'm so stuck in my day-to-day -day life now, like, you know, getting my kids to their gymnastics and picking them up at daycare that I forget that I used to be cool and hip. <laughs> you're, you're still cool and hip. You're just, you know, it's a different, 
But like you said, it's like a really unique experience. Like how many people can say, like, I've been on a private jet, I've been on TV, and I just got exposed to all of these things and really kind of saw the inner workings of the entertainment industry through the person I work for. So it's just, yeah. you know, it's just like such a unique experience. So yeah, definitely. I really appreciate it. Where can people find you if they would like to follow you? I'm mainly on Instagram, just at Tiffany Helzer. I mean, I mostly post pictures of my kids and weird things that my husband does. I just always make fun of him on there. So <laughs> if you like that type of thing, follow me. <laughs> Everyone needs to follow you. So yeah. I, well, when I reached out to you, I was like, I think this is her. And then I had to do some, I mean, I, he, and then I was like, oh, this is her. So I yeah. appreciate you getting back to me. So thank you. Oh, yeah, no, thank you. Thank you so much. We have to keep in touch and I will keep you posted when this is coming out. I really, really appreciate it. Oh yeah. Thank you. I'm sorry for the technical difficulties. <laughs> you are fine. Thank you so much. Thank you. All right. I'll talk to you later. Okay. Bye. bye. Thanks for listening to yet another episode of Behind the Velvet Rope. Because without you listeners, I would just be a crazy person with voices in my head. And if you like what you hear, subscribe, subscribe, subscribe on Apple Podcasts under Behind the Velvet Rope. And when you're done subscribing, feel free to leave a five-star write-up review because the write-up reviews actually count. We read each and every one of them. We post the best ones and the reviews really help our shows keep going. And we really appreciate everything you guys say, especially the positive ones. And if you want to find us online, we're at Behind Velvet Rope on Instagram. We are at David Yontef on Instagram. We're Behind The Velvet Rope on Apple Podcasts. Or head on over to Patreon. Because you know what? There are just some things we can't talk about here. So for our bonus episodes, go to Patreon and type in Behind The Velvet Rope. And if you still aren't sick of me and you want more David, go to Cameo and book me on Cameo. And you can ask me anything there. I'll answer whatever you want. And I have a bargain basement price of $10. Thank you guys. See you soon. Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com. Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com. Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com.